Well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome. Welcome to another edition of the Vitology Podcast. Ryan. Josh, it is good to be back. It is good to it's be Wednesday here. again. It is Wednesday. It's Wednesday night. If you're joining us live, that is. Uh, and this is That's when true. we record. That's a good point. If, you're, uh, if you found us on the podcast, once again, we just want to say thank you. Uh, I think I'm supposed to tell people. I hear every podcaster tell them to like, like it. Oh, yeah. Review it. And review it. Yeah, as, as yeah. many stars as you think. I think I'm supposed to do that or not that. or yeah. don't do yeah. that, actually. You know what? But I'm just glad you found it. Uh, but uh, but feel free to pass it on yeah. and let people know that this is a, a great way to to just kind of, you know, have a little have a little. I'm hoping it's like mind candy. Absolutely. That, you, can, you know, we can accompany you on your run. Yes. Or exactly. when you're walking the dog. Or we especially love those of you that join us live and ask yes. questions. And like Josh always says, no question is off limits. We really yeah. want you to uh, feel free to engage either through questions at efcc.org. Yep. You can send us those questions yep. if you'd like to be more anonymous. We'll answer uh, anything, really. Or you can put them in the chat line and we'll do our best to answer them uh, during the show. That's right. On the spot. On the spot. We will... Um, do our best to uh, to answer. So, um, yeah, we're really glad you're here. If you're if you're joining us live, um, come say hi. And uh, and if if not, we'll uh, we'll just keep going. We've got a lot we to will. talk about. We do have a lot. To I talk mean, there's about. some uh, really cool concepts that we're gonna dive into in a little bit. Uh, as we as we do though, let's give a little recap what what we've been doing, um, where we're going. Yeah. I mean, by let's the way, I was just. I was just talking to somebody. What was I doing? Anyway, who who cares what I was doing? Uh, I realized it is five weeks away from Easter. It is. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, <clears throat> Easter is only five weeks That's, away. That is shocking. That really feels That's, shocking. Easter was like the visceral moment last year when yes. I went, oh my goodness, we're not meeting together <laughs> as a group. I was, I was like, what do I do with myself? Easter morning, I, I yeah. went to worship. With my family on our couch, I watched me. Uh, it was yeah. strange. I mean, like it was out of body it, experience. It there. was, it was be... so weird. So anyway, yeah, we're moving towards Easter. So we're in the Lenten season for those of you yes. that follow the church calendar. Uh, we don't necessarily follow the church calendar here per se, hmm. but um, I've, I'm, I've been deeply formed by the church calendar, by liturgy, yeah. by the way that the year has a rhythm to it. Um, I also think some of the challenges that we face in California are we don't have seasons, really. And so what, what's that, that season? What seasons, is a season? I'm not sure. There's places in the world where it gets cold. Is that right? Like yeah. below 72? Below 72. Because it was 72 where, degrees where need, today. Like, down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And the, the church calendar sort of matches up with those seasons uh. of like, Lent, the Lenten season is a season of, of darkness that's leading to mm. light and mm. sort of springtime, right? Resurrection yeah. is right around yeah. uh, spring. Resurrection Sunday is, is right in the midst of springtime. So flowers, some places, are just starting to break yeah. through the dirt. So that's and not second summer. No, that's not. not I just got to remember. <laughs> that's fall. Fall is second summer. Totally. Uh, anyway, so that's, uh, that's sort of where we are, church calendar season. But we're in this uh, series as a church that we're calling The Way. 
And we're looking at what it means to be a disciple of Jesus, uh, an, a learner, an apprentice. And we've said that a disciple is somebody who's learning, so it's a process, yeah. to live in God's kingdom under Jesus's reign. That, that we are uh, posturing our, our lives to live in the way of Jesus with the heart mm-hmm. of Jesus. Mm-hmm. And under that big category, we have three goals. The first is to be with Jesus. The second is to become like Jesus. And the third is to do as Jesus did. And so this last week, uh, Josh, you did a great job of talking about what it looks like and what it means to be with Jesus. And it was sort of a two-part message. So we did Mm -hmm, this tag team mm -hmm. thing where the first part of the message was me talking about the way that God pursues us. And then this week you that talked week about yeah. that was week one or well week two actually two really but of the be with of the be with there's kind of it's broken up into there's three sections yeah there was with, an intro like to ask. Yep. and then um, each week there's I mean sorry two weeks on each of the three goals right like you said yeah so, and yeah. each of the weeks you'll notice each of the weeks is pot or each of those goals is postured with one week being God's part like what does God yeah, do yeah, yeah, yeah and then the second week is our response to what God has done yep and. Right. Really, the whole Christian life is a response to what God has done. Mm-hmm. I guess all of creation is a response to what mm-hmm. God has done. Mm-hmm. But that's the way that we wanted to posture this series so that we can really give people some tools to help yeah. them live in the way of Jesus with the heart of Jesus. Yes. So, uh, Josh, tell yeah. us about what you talked about last week, uh, this past yes. Sunday, and some of the key things that you were just hoping people walked away with. And then Absolutely. I'm going to get the chance to like love poke it, huh? a little bit right. and I'm in. let's let's yeah let's, I'm in. let's before, jam on this before we do that which i i can't wait to i gotta say hi to a few people we've got annalise robinson is um it is blizzarding oh, here Annie, in colorado bless so, you so we're sorry <laughs> blizzard isn't that those 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 things that they make at uh at dairy, know, queen. At dairy queen right that's it a is. blizzard yeah yeah so that sounds fun no. <laughs> we don't it know was, it was colder today though here josh it was i mean colder yeah i oh, think it was it 75 well today it was, it was 80 yesterday yeah I think so it did go down <laughs> we did have a drop in the weather uh, Andy, and I yeah it's it's uh snowing in your old stomping grounds she's saying she moved she moved there just uh i don't know a couple months ago wow and uh, so we're Very sorry cool. about that. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, so great to see you all. Thanks for joining us. And Norma has just given us a, a hand clap. Right on. Thank you, Norma. Uh, thank you. Hey, right back at you. <laughs> back at you. Okay. So, so we uh, we talked about this this relationship that we have that that uh, is is a very unique relationship, and it's one that I I really wanted to see. I want us to see that it was based out of. Who God is, mm-hmm. and uh, and so we kind of coined this term, I guess. I mean, it's a sort of a, a you know made up word some in a sense. Are, it's some a those, those are some of the best words. Some of the best words, and the the phrase was witness. Mm-hmm. That there's been a witness at the heart of all reality is is the way yeah. I put it. At, at the very beginning, before time, before there was anything else, there was actually witness. There was never. There's never been a time. Yeah. When there is uh, any any like anything in isolation, any person right. that is alone, um, that's just never happened. Hmm. And I think this is a I I'd love to just oh man I'd love to to spend some time talking about that idea because I think this is so profound that that God has never known what it's like to be alone. I love that idea. 
Yeah, he's never known what it's like to be alone. You talked about he, because God is love, that necessitates him being in relationship for all of eternity. Yes. And I loved, I also loved seeing your sort of nerdy philosophical yeah, self a little come out a little bit, which was great. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it is because, and actually this, um, a while back, I, I, I ended up writing like a, uh, it's almost like a paper. You know how they, uh-huh. they read papers when the academic world well for apologetics they asked me to to speak and i thought ah oh, what am i going to do so uh i i made this this argument from love oh. it's really an argument for the existence of god hmm. based on love and and it's I, I mean i'm i'm really i really like it because uh, a lot of a lot of arguments for the existence of god will get you to the idea of a God or a right. deism or, you know, something that is a very vague notion of who God is. But love is one of these things mm, that's that a good point. I don't think, I don't think we fully understand that if love is as important as, as it is and as unique as it is, if there's no good cause for love, right? because evolution doesn't really explain no, doesn't. how love would arise or any of these things, uh, it, it has to come from somewhere. Yeah. And and so here's the here's the thing about the Christian faith that, that this is this is super unique to Christianity. It is. You're is right. that that any other I mean if it would have worked any other way. So if uh you know I, I don't know the god of of Islam, okay? If if Allah um was the creator of the world, he by definition even if under their you know follow their their book um he would have had to learn love. Mm-hmm. He would not have known what love is because he was alone. Right. That love necessitates an, love necessitates an other. An other. Yeah. Exactly. And so there's no way that you can call any other God, you can say about any other God that, that God is love. Right. If they are isolated, if they were at one point isolated and alone, hmm. you could say that they learned love or you could say that they are loving that maybe they're loving, but you'd have to hope that they're loving. A lot of the Greek gods seem to be in love with themselves. That's true. That's true. <laughs> that was, yeah. yeah, I think that's the opposite of love. I'm yeah. not sure. That's true. So, Narcissism. Yeah, and so this is, a, this is a, a, I think it's such a powerful idea that our God is Trinity. Yeah, that's that, a great point. Now, I love that that's the way you started the message because it was really a framework through which to see who we are and yes. some of the longings that we have to be with are God given because we're created in the image uh, of God. Yeah. That's a, Oh yeah. That's, that's great. I mean, I, yeah, that would have been a, that's a great way to, to flesh that out. I'm glad that came out some um, of, of what, what that means for us because, because that's the, the relationship that the first relationship that was formed mm-hmm. of humans was one of witness. Yep. Um, God, God realized it's not good for someone to be alone. And right. interesting that a God who has never been alone, he doesn't want to create something that is now alone. Is alone. Yeah. You know, that's yeah. not good. Right. He recognizes that, you know, right away. Yeah, and you know what's interesting? That the account of um, that Genesis account mm-hmm. where God says it's not good for man to be alone. In Genesis chapter 2, what is it? Verse uh, yeah. 18, something like that. Sure. Anyway. Um, that precedes sin. So there's yeah. this there's this poem in Genesis one that where there's this echo of it is good, it is good, yeah. it is good, it's very good, right? And yep. then we have this it is not good. Low and um, I think most people think, wow, yeah, 
<laughs> Most people think, well, that's because sin entered the world. And that's not true. No. Sin has not, not entered the world no, in Genesis exactly. chapter two yet. And so we see this picture of God like filling out his creation yeah. in giving us witness the same witness that yeah. we were designed, like we we're designed yes. to step into the same and carry the same image that he has mm -hmm. had for all of eternity mm -hmm. with it, which is being with. Yeah. Yeah. It, which is, which is a, a, a great gift to, to be with. And, and, uh, you know, even, even to, to have a relationship of any kind here, interestingly, and I love that you brought that up. I, I mean, once again, we could talk Genesis for so long. I and and I, I do think this is this kind of thing that we're supposed to talk about in Genesis. We're supposed to kind of figure out why those stories are there. Because mm -hmm. um, they're telling, they're, they're there in order to, for us to learn about ourselves. Yes. Right? Um, and and they're really about who God is and who we are. Who we are. Um, and and the nature of the world that we live in in so many yes, ways, right? Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. So that that good, right? That, that's a key word in this. Okay. There's tov. no doubt this tov, right? That, that, that God is saying, this is good. God says, this is good. God says, this is good. God says, this is not good. And then right before they sin, there's this line where it says that the, that the woman, okay, we know her as Eve later, she gets, uh, the woman saw, saw with her eyes, yeah. she sees that the fruit was good right. for eating. For the first time, she sees something and says, oh, I think that's good. And sure enough, that's when we blow it. Right. And, and I think today, that's still when we blow it, whenever we think, oh, that's good for me, instead of understanding who has said, <laughs> who really decides what's good. Yeah. Who, who gets? Who defines the rules that we play by? Is, right. it, is it us defining what's good and evil, or is it God who offers the tree of life? Yeah, yes. that's, that's a great, great question. Yes. Welcome, Kelly. Even Kelly likes this. So, Kelly, thank you, Kelly. Uh, yeah, Greek gods did show, as as you said, some of the worst parts of humanity. That's true. And <laughs> and so that's yeah, that's an interesting point, Kelly. I, I, that that the Greek gods showed the worst parts of humanity because they're creations of humans. Right. So humans are, are explain, you know, in a sense, explaining projecting. This is projecting who they would be. No right. Doubt. This is definitely the, you know, who is it that said that, uh, that, uh, God created us in, in his image. And, and we've been returning the favor ever since <laughs> we return the favor. Right. <laughs> totally. Totally. We think God looks like us when it's the other way around. Right. That the best parts of what it means to be human. Okay. That that's the love we share. Mm -hmm. That's the closest we come to actually knowing what God's like, not yeah. the other way around. So yeah. that's a, that's a great point. All right, so in your okay. message, Josh, you talked about this withness that we were designed to have. It's part of God's design. Mm -hmm. uh, you talked a little bit about being human beings, not human doings. You talked about what it means to abide. Yeah. And I love that idea of that that word, the, the root word abide in the Greek means to make your home yeah, in a yeah. place. Abide and abode, yeah. same root word. And um, I love that idea of Jesus saying, abide in me. How many times mm -hmm. did, like, was it? He says 10, ten times. 10 times ten abide, times. six Actually, times fruit. To be honest, I like preaching that out of the NIV because he says it 11 times. Oh. <laughs> but the, actually in the Greek, it's only 10 times. So oh. I could be honest to that. Um, NIV. NIV, <laughs> NIV kind of takes a little bit more liberty. But anyway, um, 
and it also says remain in remain. NIV. So yeah. I love that word abide. I, I like the I, I, I like really the word do. abide too, and I love that idea of make your home in make me. Your home. Yeah. And even with the the opposite, the the um, sort of corollary of that being, and I'll make my home in you. Yes. Right. Exactly. That's that, exactly what. So uh, John. Uh, 1423, I yeah. believe that is. Um, it, it does say that. It, it kind of reverses it. Um, and uh, and it's it's the way that that Jesus and the Father will make their home in, in us. us. And so this idea that when we abide, um, that Jesus then abides in us, that he that we become his abode. Mm -hmm. right? I mean, that, that, and, and he becomes our abode. I mean, and this is really our task. Mm -hmm. And that's really the, uh, what I wanted to get at is that this is what we do. Yeah. This is, this is the, the way that we, um, we try to live our life being with Jesus. Right. Is uh, abiding in him. Now, exactly what that looks like. That's a, you know, there's a lot of ways to go about that. But the, the fact is that this is, I think people do get a little nervous about, about, uh, um, talking about what we do. Yeah. We've talked about this a bunch. Yeah. I think that, that, you know, that there's, there's effort on our part. We're, we're very comfortable talking about God being with us. Mm -hmm. In fact, it's in our name. It is. Right? Emmanuel. Emmanuel is the phrase God with us that we're very comfortable of God reaching down mm -hmm. and coming to us. Okay. Which let's just be very clear that is the that is the key the key part of the whole thing right there's a reason we started with that right <laughs> like that, very much that's the that precedes any sort of yes. effort quote unquote on our part to be with god yes yeah. any effort we even have i would say and any effort we give is actually because god has already given us grace correct right so so it's it's nothing that we can claim any you know, uh, any, it's not like we're morally better somehow because we believed or because we also pursue. Um, we don't earn any credit from God. It's not like that. Yeah. However, uh, every relationship we have is mutual. Right. Every relationship that's healthy requires it's some healthy. sort of effort. It does. It just must. And so this this is what is required from us is 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 a pursuit back. Yeah. I love that quote. Um, will you read that quote yeah. by A.W. Tozer? Tozer? Yeah. yeah. I, I just thought that was money. This, yeah. And I, I just love that he wrote this in the 1940s. Yeah. And so he really got this. And uh, and so I think it's good for us to hear that, that everything is made to center upon the initial act of accepting Christ. And I love he puts that in quotes. Yeah. Accepting Christ. And then he adds, this is his words, um, a term, incidentally, which is not found in the Bible. Okay, I would go time out. Yes, please. And say, yeah, but A.W., <laughs> um, the, yeah. the term is in the Bible. John chapter 1, verse 12 says, And to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Now, I would just say that to okay. receive yeah. Christ isn't all that different than from accepting Christ. Okay, okay. But... A.W. has written a lot, done a lot. Let's give him the benefit <laughs> of the doubt here. To receive, to accept. I guess you could argue there's some difference, but it's nuanced at best. All right. Okay. Okay. Carry on. Because um, <laughs> the quote is awesome. The quote is awesome. No, I, I think that's a good point. That's a good point. The, the concept is there. But, yes. But and I think in in 
in our nomenclature, the Christianese, we call it, like yes. the way that Christians talk. You know, they, the invitation is often to accept Christ. It's a good thing. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm not saying that's that's wrong. It's just that that phrase itself isn't. Right. We are to receive Christ. Now, by the way, AW, I don't even know. I'm trying to find out. I just decided to look what it stands what is for. What does name stand for? Yeah, well, know. the closest thing, I don't know if it's Aiden Wilson. Yeah, yeah it is. Is that it is, Aiden Wilson? Correct. Aiden. Yeah. Aiden. All right, Aiden. Yeah. It, you know, anyone that is special goes by their initials. So one day, one day we were R.E. R.E. Paulson. R.E. Paulson. R.E. Paulson. <laughs> J.D. Rose. There you go. Once, one day, if you say that, that means that I said something important. But anyway. Um, all right. So, okay. He goes on. Um, uh, ooh, he says this. I love this. We are not expected, therefore, because we've accepted Christ. So, and we're not expected, therefore, to crave any further revelation of God to our spirit. Mm-hmm. In, in, in other words, I mean, what he's saying is that we were you know, a revelation of God was, was given to us yeah. when we accepted Christ, which that is, you know, that is true. That's true of everybody who's received Christ. Everybody who has had that moment where you've trusted Christ. In fact, that's the story that we often ask people to tell. Yeah, it is. Right. We, when we say things like, you know, tell us your testimony. Mm-hmm. And, and, and this is the part that um, I think it's, it's a, it's one thing for a high school kid to tell their testimony that it's something that happened two years ago. Mm-hmm. But oftentimes I hear 87 year old person mm-hmm. and their testimony is something that happened when they were 17 years old, right? Which praise the Lord it did. But does that mean that God was silent for the yeah. next, you know, 60 years? Yeah, you're right. Yeah. You're so. dialed in. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Yeah, it's in that it, it it's it's all part of the the nomenclature, the verbiage that we mm-hmm. use, and like so people think that's what we're asking. T- tell me your testimony. How did you come to faith in Christ? Right. Yeah. That's often what people hear. Keep, yeah. Okay. Keep so going. That, keep going. That, that, yeah. This he says. Uh, I lost it there. Okay. Um, we have been snared in the coils of a false logic, which insists that if we have found him. We need no more seek him. Yeah. Oh, that was the part. I, I love that last line. If we think we, we're snared in the false logic, if we found him, we must no longer seek him. And yeah. I love that you drew the analogy of uh, a husband and wife yeah. still yeah. seeking after each other, even after they're married oh, and yeah. cultivating yeah. that relationship. And I just thought, yeah, that's a great picture of the way that we're called to interact with with God. Yeah. And even I think about this, um, John chapter 15 mm-hmm. and that to abide is a command, yes. right? Abide in me. It's a, it's not a suggestion. Uh, it's a command. Mm-hmm. Make your home in me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when you do, you'll bear fruit. Yeah. And that, that's what, and I, I believe what I'm, what I'm trying to uh, explain is that that's the very thing that Jesus is asking for us. That's the way he wants us to pursue, mm-hmm. to seek after him. Uh, is to is to abide. Um, so um, I mean, yeah, we I, I love this passage in Mark that we kind of jumped to um, where where it's the calling of the disciples, a oh, slightly yeah. different yeah. version of the calling, right? Um, where Jesus just says he calls them, they come to him so that they might they, be they might be with him. They just that's the goal is to be with Jesus, and so uh, I mean, and I think. 
in a unique way, they made their homes with Jesus, yeah. right? They lived with him. Mm -hmm. They got to really know him and, uh, you know, spend so, so much time with him. Right. Um, and, and in some way, that's what we're, that's what we're trying to do. Obviously not in the same way. <laughs> yeah. But, but I think that he was giving that command to them looking forward to when he was going to be physically gone. And so yes. that whole, that whole discourse yeah. is preparing them for yeah. his deep departure. Mm -hmm. And I, I think part of that framework that Jesus was giving them, not part of it, that that framework works for us too, because he's thinking after I'm gone, make your home in me. Yeah. And that's part of the reason that he talks about the spirit in chapter 14, yes. that that would be the way that they would yep. make their home in him. Yep. So I, I, one of the things that's really interesting to me, Josh, is sort of reading back through either history or um, some of the great just saints of the church to mm -hmm. see the way that they've been people mm -hmm. that have done this. Mm -hmm. I, I think of some names like uh, Brother Lawrence, oh, right? Yeah. The practice of the, the presence presence. of God. Oh my word! And I mean, he's a, a Parisian monk. Yeah, yeah. This is so. He's a, a dishwasher. Yeah. Uh, so in a monastery. In a monastery, and he wrote this little <laughs> pamphlet. I mean, you could read it in you know probably an hour or two hours, yeah. right? Oh, it's yeah. a short read. Yeah. But he talks about the way that he's able to engage the presence of God as much in dishwashing as much yeah, yeah. as in celebrating communion. I love I love the fact that this guy is he has committed his life to to uh to live as a monk. Yeah. Right? So he's given his life to Jesus and and I don't know what that conversation was like when he signed up he said I'm ready to go and they said okay now go wash the dishes. Yeah. So like this is his wonderful. <laughs> you're like wait did I sign up for this? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like I, you know and and yet so here's this guy who, who, that's his job, and I don't know right. how long he did that, but but One long the, enough. Yeah, he and some other folks that I've read about. Um, there's a guy named Frank Laubach who wrote a book called Letters by a Modern Mystic. Yeah, a number of other folks in this vein that sort of turned this into a game, and I don't mean that like to say hmm. that I'm downplaying the significance of it. But they experiment with mm -hmm. how can I jar my mind to become more and more aware of God? Hmm. So much so that um, like Frank made it a point to to remind himself one, every minute of the whole day he was yeah, awake yeah, yeah. and to try to train his brain huh. to go, God is present. God is here. Um uh, people have practiced fixed hour prayer yes. for the entire history of the church back into Judaism. It was this way to remind themselves that God was present, that God was at work. A mm -hmm. bell would ring and they'd go, all right, we're going to go pray. Mm -hmm. But it wasn't just about the ritual of mm -hmm. prayer. It was about the practice of presence. Mm -hmm. um, so there's ways that people have done this abiding that are pretty compelling. Yeah. That, uh, you know, you just brought up a good point though, that, that about the ritual and stuff that, that, um, anything like this can become ritual. Right. And, and it's, it's, but it doesn't have to be. And that, that's a, that's a great, I think we get nervous about anything that looks ritualistic because mm -hmm. it has been abused in the time and in, in past. And so, I, I mean, instead of just throwing that out though, because yeah. it possibly could be abused, I think that's on us. To say, yes. like, no, I'm not going to let it become an abuse. Right. Um, I'm going to try to live it. And and part of me says, I mean, if 
you know, if you're going to abuse something, it might as well be like, you know, praying and listening to scripture a little bit. And so, you know, there's right. times. Yeah. I mean, if we're supposed to pray continually, you know. Yes, exactly. And and here's the thing. And I, let me just be very honest here. There's times when I pray and I don't feel like praying. Mm -hmm. And I don't feel like that, that uh, there's times I pray and I don't even feel like, um, uh, how do I say this? Um, I'm, I don't feel like I'm into it fully. Right. And I, and I do it. I, I try to deal with that in my heart. Like, God, why, why did I not, why did I do that and not feel your presence, not feel like you're here? There's mm -hmm. a, there's something about that, that I, I, you know, I need to just recognize and notice, but I do it because it's the right thing to do, not because of what I get out of it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, and so that's that. And that would be one of the things that we, we, we'd thought about talking a little bit about strategies for silence, right? Because yes. one of the ways that we engage with God, that yeah. with God life is through, is through silence, is through prayer. And um, sort of joking around that like, man, it's sort of funny that we need strategies for silence, right? Like how hard could it be? Just get quiet. And, but it, in, in, if you haven't tried it lately, try it. Yeah. Um, I don't know about you, but most of the times when I get quiet and I get silent, meaning I'm not talking mm. and there's no noise around me, it just seems like the noise within me rises up. Mm -hmm. Can I get an amen? Oh my goodness. That when you're disciplining yourself to engage in the spiritual discipline of silence, to create space to hear from God, it just seems like the inner voice just oh, yeah. goes on oh, hyperdrive. Yeah. Oh yeah. So a few things that I've found that are like just helpful is you could have a, a, a your phone if you want, although electronics can tend to be a little bit distracting, or just like a little notepad where you just jot down. If like to me, like oftentimes if I'm spending time in silence, my to-do list just starts yeah. cranking loud. And I just yeah. so I just write it down. Here's this is what I gotta do. Yeah. And I can put it down on paper and get it, get it out, out of, of my, my brain. Out of your head. Yeah. You know? That's a good the monkeys are they dance. Yes. Oh, they yeah. dance. You take off that monkey and you put it on the paper. Put it on the paper and, and just let it go. You can remember it, it. That's a good. Yeah, I think a few other things. And Josh, I'd be interested to hear yeah. sort of for you what what works also. But um, I think ridding ourselves of distractions. Mm -hmm. Like I said, for me, the phone is one of those where I just I'll constantly go back to it or oh yeah, I could make a note about that or I'd want use that in a sermon or whatever. Um, I think prayer, uh, but either breath prayer or scripture yeah. prayer is yeah. really helpful. Um, so just choosing a line from the Psalms, yes. like search me, oh God, and know me, or, uh, God, thank you for loving me. I love you. Yes. You know, something really simple that when we, our mind starts to wander can help bring us back. Yes. Yeah. It's a, uh, something, you know, something that you can just repeat, Yeah. you know, um, this is, and there's, there's times, um, there's been prayers like this uh, throughout the centuries that people have prayed. Yeah. Um, one of them is the Jesus prayer. Um, and this is actually one that, and I've just remembered it this mm -hmm. way. Um, and I've done this with scripture before, but for some reason, this is one that really kind of quiets my mind a little yeah. bit to quiets everything else. And it's just a simple prayer. Jesus, Jesus Christ, son of God. Have mercy upon me, a sinner. Yeah. This is just, you know, the prayer that I can I can repeat sometimes. Um, and uh, and if I find myself in a place where 
Um, sometimes I, I pray that when I'm when I I'm really in need of of God's help. Yeah. That, that, to me, this is in a sense this is a kind of a prayer. It sounds weird. Um, when I need to just like ratchet up a, a notch, like this is I need to remind myself. Okay, first, who's in control? Yep. It is Jesus the Christ, who is our Savior, right? He is the Son of God, right? And 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 I need His mercy every step of the way, right? Yeah. This is and this is huge for me that 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 it just kind of gets me focused on Him. Yeah, that's been one that men and women of God have used for centuries mm -hmm. and centuries and centuries. The other thing I would say, and you mentioned this subtly a little while back, is that um, I, what I find helpful is to go in without an agenda. Mm. So there's a difference between uh, petition prayer and intercessory prayer and confession, and all of those are good and all yeah. of those have their place. And I would say yes and amen to every single one. But silence and sort of that witness posture mm -hmm. um, is... God, I just want to be with you. I don't mm -hmm. have a big agenda. So like, it's not like when I go, uh, like if I go out on date night with my wife and go, well, here's the 12 things yeah. I need to talk to you about. Like, oh, isn't that romantic, right? Like, <laughs> ooh, yeah. Uh, but I think sometimes we approach God like that, huh. right? And and I think the space of silence and solitude is designed to say, um, God, I've got my agenda, but I'd really love to know what's on mm. yours. Yeah. And so... There's this great interview yeah. with, uh, it was Dan Rather interviewing Mother Teresa. Oh, and Dan Rather asked yes. Mother Teresa, and uh, he asked her, so when you pray, like, what do you talk to God about? And she says, oh, I don't talk. I listen. <laughs> and he says, oh, wow. Well, like, when you pray, what does God say? And she says, oh, he doesn't talk. He listens. Oh. <laughs> and it was just like this wow. this mutual listening oh my that word. she was and and then she follows this up with she goes and if you can't understand that i can't help you <laughs> <laughs> like four foot ten mother yes, Teresa, just... out <laughs> oh man oh that is that is beautiful but that I, and i really think that we have um we've we've lost some of that 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 listening side um people have been talking about that for a long time for for centuries that and telling us that's really what prayer is but for some reason um kind of in the western church american church in particular we we tend to um our prayers are the spoken words yeah it's the requests that we have from god and then not to say I mean, that, those are good prayers also i pray a lot of those prayers i you know yeah i i do ask god for things and i i do praise him with my words yeah. uh, but when you can kind of just quiet and be yeah and i think that goes back to what you were talking about right mm -hmm. that that mm -hmm. that posture of being rather than doing or producing yeah. right and i wonder if most of uh, if so many of our prayers are um, intercessory prayers or petition prayers mm -hmm. because we're in a culture that so values production yeah. and doing and that that's a, a like our prayer life is a projection of our deepest longings which oof, are like I, I want more i want more god if, if you could help me get more then gosh wow you'd be a really yeah. good god yeah. and the and jesus says mm -hmm. listen well the more will come and I like the way you defined fruit also. We can talk about mm -hmm. that in, in just a mo moment if you want. But that, that idea of, no, everything's an outflow of mm. witness. 
mm-hmm. of abiding, of mm-hmm. making our home in him. Mm-hmm. Well, so yeah, very, yeah. very cool. Well, no, that's you great. mentioned in, uh, mm-hmm. I think it was a nine o'clock service that there was a tool in our, the way book that we made. Yeah. About yeah. Uh, the prayer of examine. Yeah. I, I, do you want to I talk about I, that I at all? I think I mentioned it in all, in all of them. Okay, cool. Hopefully I put that in the video. Uh, maybe I didn't. Um, <laughs> yes. So um, in the, the way book we put together, so uh, this, is, this is available online on our website. And it's going to be um, efcc.org. And then if you go to the way series, you'll have to navigate to that. Um, somewhere in there, you're going to see a, a PDF option that is free. Uh, of the way book we were been giving them out here we were completely out i think we've given out uh, about 600 of them or yeah something like that 700 um which is great and i'm so glad people are using them and uh seeing them but but each week there's there's either a study or a practice this week is a practice because like you said uh this is our response yeah week and so uh this week's practice is a prayer um it's a prayer exercise we call it or a prayer practice um, and, uh, and all this means this is nothing, there's nothing like, uh, you know, spiritual about the doing of this thing. It's just a way that people throughout the centuries have kind of found to be helpful Yeah. and in, in helping us understand, uh, understand specifically how God has been with us. Mm-hmm. And so there's a lot of ways to do this, but it really, it tends to, it tends to be about reflection, um, you know, I hear that people do this in the beginning of the day, um, but most people do this at, at night. Yeah. This is kind of a prayer at night to to reflect on your day. Some people do it over a week's time. I've heard of people on retreats doing this over like, you know, big chunks of their life. Yeah, and, I can see that. Yeah, it would be a, it would be a really good one for that. Um, and, and you just ask questions. Um, asking questions about, you know, to God, where were you? Yeah. Throughout my day. Right. Um, and, and, uh, and so it begins with, it begins with trying to cultivate an awareness of God's presence with you. Mm -hmm. Like in that moment, whatever moment you're doing that in, right? Yeah. The second movement is of gratitude, right? So this is like offering thanks to God. God, thank you for all that you've given me. Thank you for the way that you love me. Mm-hmm. Some of the tangibles and the intangibles. And then that part of that review that, so that's, yeah, yeah. at least that's what I call it. I don't know if that's the right term or not, but the, when I, all the, yeah. I've, all the stuff I've done on um, examine, I've used that term review. So we think back through our day and we ask a dangerous question, but, uh, but I think, a potentially very life-giving question. Yeah. And it's God, where did I where did I miss an opportunity to live in your way? Yeah. God, where did I go against the prompting of your spirit? Uh-huh. And this isn't a big like like embrace a huge backpack of guilt. Like no. that not at all. This is all invitation yeah. as every spiritual discipline is. And this is all about leading us to life and life mm-hmm. abundant, life mm-hmm. full, right? So God, where did I miss you? And embedded within that is a repentance. God, I, I'm gonna cha- I want to change my mind about mm-hmm. the way that I view that type of an interaction yeah. in a way that will eventually lead to a change in, in action. And then the last step is asking Jesus, uh, the, one of the questions we've been asking throughout this series, what are you saying to me? Mm-hmm. And what does it look like to be obedient? Mm-hmm. So, and then there's the, the intention to say, God, I'm going to walk with you. I want to, I want to 
say yes to the invitation that you have out in front of you. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted to find exactly how I put it because there's people ask the questions differently. So in the book, um, I, I put it, notice God is with you now. Mm -hmm. Okay. So it's, it's, it's being aware of God first, like you said, um, reviewing your day with God, giving thanks for it all. Mm -hmm. Okay. So this is, this is interesting. Uh, seeing everything, everything that God gives you throughout your day as gift. Yeah, that's, that is interesting. It, and it's not always easy. Right. I mean, in, in fact, there's a lot that we go through in life that it, that doesn't feel like gift. Right. You know, and, but, but even in that, there's a, there's a subtle, well, sometimes not so subtle way of, of what you're saying to God is that, uh, that this is, that, that you're working all things for, for good. Mm -hmm. And that even this, even in the hard things, even in the sickness, even in the shutdown and the, you know, the, the isolation at times, whatever that is, uh, that there's, there's gift mm -hmm. available to me in there. Um, and some of that has to do with what I'm learning. And that's the next step is that, that, uh, put it as facing your shortcomings. Mm, yeah. The way that you, uh, you know, where, where have I, where have I messed up? Where have I gone wrong in this? Um, and then you turn for the tomorrow. Now, um, in the review though, this is, this is what, I think the this is kind of the key part of the yeah, exam in a is. sense is, is asking asking God where were you, uh, where did and it's not where were you in the sense that uh, I mean we know God is everywhere God is right. with us all the time, but where did I sense you, mm -hmm. um, where did you kind of show up in my in my day yeah um, where did I miss you. Yeah. Is the other side. And so, you know, there's a recognition that he's been there, but like, oh, I didn't, I didn't see you there. Yeah. Or I didn't sense your joy. Mm -hmm. in that. And that's a way that, that a lot of people have talked about this. Oh, absolutely. Is, is how we sense, whether we sense joy or the lack of joy. Right. Um, throughout our day, throughout, you know, our week, whenever you're, however you're, you're doing this. Um, and and it's a way of sensing that that um, this is where this is where God is blessing me uh, in a sense, or not just blessing me. This is where God is is revealing Himself to me, and yeah, and, and where I'm open to receive from Him. Yes, yeah. And in some ways, that could be an invitation to dive into that more. It, absolutely, you know. And and it could be saying, well, I need to stay away from these other things. It, at the same time, though. Sometimes you, you sense God saying, well, I didn't see you here. I need to dive into that more. So it's not like a one for one, you know, just because right. you didn't sense God in one place doesn't mean no. that you have to avoid that. It, well, and this is all intended to be uh, guided by the spirit, right? Yes. So this is a intentionally, this is a spiritual, spiritual exercise. And I mean that in the most uh, literal of ways, mm -hmm. right? That mm -hmm. it's a, a, a guided by the spirit to lead you to what the spirit would want to show you and reveal mm -hmm. to you. Mm -hmm. And I think that question of God, where did I see you today? And where did I miss you today? Those seem to be prayers that God readily answers if we're willing to hear and mm -hmm. we want to hear. Mm -hmm. And yeah. um, obviously that where did I miss you? Or where did I go against the grain of your love? Those can be painful at times where I go, we go, oh man. And then maybe you follow it up with, Lord, do you like, do I need to reach out and apologize? Yep. Do I, what, Lord, what do I need to do to make that right? Yeah. That's where, that's a, the dangerous part of this. Right. Right. Yeah. This yeah. is, this is not, uh, this is a prayer that if you do it, um, 
in a sense, the more you ask these questions, the more you'll be a little bit, you'll be more aware of that the next day. <laughs> well, yeah. You know? And I mean, think about like, what if we did this on the daily and mm -hmm. actually responded to the prompting of the spirit? Mm -hmm. I, I think we would be a lot healthier in the sense that we wouldn't feel like, um, or, or maybe we wouldn't be carrying around this guilt mm -hmm. or lack of forgiveness for so long, but would actually walk into some of the life and rest mm. that Jesus has for us. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. You know, incidentally, this is something that uh, um, we don't go into, into all these stages um, with my with our family, but it's a great a great way to do this with kids mm -hmm. is uh, is to just get them in the habit. This is one of the things we don't do it every night. Um, around the dinner table, it's not you know. Sometimes we don't even sit around the dinner table. Okay, it doesn't work that out that way all the time. However, um, often when we do, and uh, I'll just ask the kids to share their highs and lows. Yeah, and sometimes it's just for fun. Um, but every now and again, I I invite them to kind of say, well, now what does that mean that this was good and that was bad, right? Um, what is that telling you? And it's just trying to get them to to reflect on their day. A little bit and 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 then to you know kind of talk about how god is in this i love that and yeah. so uh, it, it's something it's something worth doing and that's that's a that's a way some people talk about this whole thing of examine mm -hmm. it's just god where were my highs where mm -hmm. are my lows and if if nothing else that's a great way to come to god in prayer right and and think about that um now interesting fact please that, <laughs> that I, the uh, the latin word is examine 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 but I always feel weird saying it that way, so I don't you should say examine. I should say, I'll say examine. Um, that's that's not that interesting actually at all. <laughs> Ignatius of Loyola is yeah. like, no, no, it's examine. <laughs> uh, oh boy, um, this is one of it, like you said, this is one of many uh, prayer exercises that are attributed to um, Ignatius of Loyola. Um, and, and that whole movement, there's a lot of people that, that uh, a lot of his students, they spent a lot of time learning how to pray, yeah. trying to figure out ways to pray. And it's always experimentation. I mean, that it's interesting. The, yeah. the disciples never asked Jesus how to preach. You know, they didn't. There's a lot of things they didn't ask Jesus. But one of the things yeah. they asked Jesus was, teach us to pray. Yeah. Teach us how to pray. And I, what's interesting to me about that is I think we often assume that people know how to pray. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, I don't know that that's an accurate assumption. Mm -hmm. And I think that there is some teaching that needs to go along with mm -hmm. how to pray. So that's where um, exercises like the prayer of examine are really, really helpful or fixed our prayer is mm -hmm. really helpful or learning how to pray the Psalms is, mm -hmm. is really, really helpful or using the Lord's prayer as a paradigm for prayer. That really, really helpful. And all of those are trying to teach us how to pray because mm -hmm. it's not as innate as we might think. Yeah, no, that's exactly right. That's exactly right. That's a, that's a great point. And, and all of this, uh, and I, and this is, this was the kind of the main, um, challenge at the end. Of the sermon last week was to was to do something to invest in right to to say to Jesus, I want to pursue you too. Yeah, and and I, I and that's what the beauty of all this is taking scripture and uh, 
and you know, maybe not just reading it. Although I think I think Jesus is quite happy when you read the Bible. I mean, that's certainly a good not thing. less not less than reading <laughs> it. Exactly, exactly. But to say now with this passage, with even with Jesus' words, maybe, or or with a, with a psalm, which which was was his prayer book, mm-hmm. by the way. So Jesus prayed those prayers that are in the Psalms, right? So, um, I mean, what better thing to pray than the very words that Jesus prayed? Mm-hmm. Uh, that That's kind of cool. That is cool. Um, so, but I, I think what we're saying is that we're invested. We want to, we want to, to uh, have a mutual relationship in a sense, right? And and even that phrase, it's never going to be mutual in that way. Like we're not gonna, <laughs> it's not like, you know, God has done this much. And so we're going to do this much too, right? Yeah. yeah. Jesus died on the cross for us. So you've got it. We're never not, getting to 50, 50. That's not what, on the, that one. yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that, that's, I, and I hope that never came across at all no. um, that, that we're trying to earn that. It just at some level, there's a mutuality to it. And and I don't think Jesus is, he's clearly not looking for a lot from us. No, it's not I mean, like, and, but and, we do see him, that we do see the way that he models this for us, though, right? Yeah. We're, you know, getting up early to go spend time with his father. Uh, I think that's not a bad model. Mm-hmm. You know, that's not, if you're looking for a starting place, that's a great, maybe a really good place to start. Wake up a little bit earlier and spend some time with the Lord, you know, yeah. um, in prayer, in silence, in solitude. That That's a good place to start. Yeah, yeah. One of the things that I love, Josh, is that we we can, this is something that we can do. I, can I read a sort of extensive Dallas Willard quote? Is that all right? Please, please. <laughs> uh, this is, I think, I, I have a lot of favorite Willard quotes, which <laughs> I know is shocking to you. Um, but this is one of my favorites. And okay. here's what Willard wrote. He said this, the first and most basic thing we must do is to keep God before our minds. This is the fundamental secret of caring for our souls. Our part in thus practicing the Mm -hmm. presence of God is to direct and redirect our minds constantly to him. In the early time of our practicing, we may be well challenged by our burdensome habits of dwelling on things less than God. But these are habits, not the law of gravity, and they can be broken. New grace-filled habits will replace the former ones as we take intentional steps towards keeping God before us. Soon, our minds will return to God as the needle of a compass constantly returns to the north. If God is the great longing of our souls, he will become the pole star of our inward beings. Wow. So, oh, dude, that, that is, that is amazing. And I mean, I, I feel very, I feel very good about that because is he saying that that habit that I often have of when I'm praying of all of a sudden thinking about a movie I just yeah, watched, totally. all of a sudden thinking about the work that I have to do, all of a sudden drifting off into family affairs and everything like that. He's saying that 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 doesn't have to work that way. Yeah, through practicing, <laughs> through practicing, through intentional training, or maybe even worse, getting to the end of our day and going. God, God, I didn't recognize you in any of it. I didn't, I went through the whole day and I didn't pause Mm -hmm. ever to go, oh my goodness, God is present with me. I think what he's saying is, yeah, I love this idea of directing and redirecting, redirecting our minds constantly to him. Yeah. One of the things that Dallas Willard does in, in his theology, and I think one of the, 
we could do a session, maybe a podcast mm -hmm. on Dallas Willard's contribution to theological thought. That would be really fun. But one of the things that he did was he really reminded us that we are embodied beings. I mean, like, so we have bodies. We yeah. are people who, um, and, and, and our bodies matter. We have mental maps of things. We have habits. We, and these aren't necessarily all bad, as he points out here, but they are habits and we can learn how to replace one habit with a new habit mm -hmm. that would bring about more life and more vitality because it's focused on God. Yeah. And I think his contribution of the body being a key instrument in spiritual mm -hmm. formation um, or formation as Jesus followers, better than even just spiritual formation, Christian formation is a huge contribution to theological thought. It absolutely is. Absolutely. One that's often overlooked, I think. I just posted that, everybody. If uh, if you're with us on Facebook uh, or on YouTube, I just posted that in the in the feed. If if you're listening on a podcast, just rewind because it's worth listening to that quote again. That's a that's a great one. Um, yeah, I like not. It's not the law of gravity. Now, I, and yet, you know, he. I feel like it is him who does talk about the. There are laws in this. In yes. This, yeah. You know, I mean, in a sense, there's rules about the way we do this, and and even some of that is that, you know, if you, if if you if you don't notice him, if if you spend all day watching Netflix. Mm -hmm. um, you're going to be filled with Netflix. That's that's the law, <laughs> that's right? That's the law, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, um, and so, um, <laughs> nothing. I love Netflix, too, by the way. <laughs> Why are you bashing Netflix? Uh, I'm not bashing Netflix. Last time it was The I, Office. Now it's Netflix. I don't want to make What are you going to take from us know? next? <laughs> um, I have binged um, more shows than I, I feel comfortable saying. Um, <laughs> but... <laughs> Um, if that's all, if that's all we do, uh, that's what we're going to be filled with. And so, um, yeah, I think that the idea is that 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 we've we've got to choose the the better way, right? You know, because right. I've binged some shows on Netflix, and I don't know that I've ever watched a show until two in the morning and then said, "Oh, that was a great decision." Good decision. Yeah, man. Now I feel rested. Now, now I, I feel, feel better. Now I feel better. Now I feel like I'm going to be a productive human because yes, yes, yeah, yeah. That that hasn't happened, man. It's, yeah, it's been a while since I've had a show good enough to watch till two in the I morning. I don't know of any right now. Uh, yeah, so it's too bad. It is, or maybe it's good. Maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe that's a growth opportunity of some sort. I don't know that that we don't. Well, that's really cool. Um, amen, amen. Thank you, everybody. I've seen that we, I've kind of I've been looking at other things. I've missed some comments. Um, you guys, thank you so much for joining in. Um, we've had a, a, a bunch of people, um, hopping on, at least on Facebook, making a bunch of comments. Um, you guys are great. Now, um, here we are. We're, uh, we're about five minutes away. I can't five believe that. Um, that, uh, that, that was a a fun conversation, you know. Definitely, um, one of the things that that uh, that I did think of that I think that is key in this. Um, we we talked about praying and finding times to pray. Um, habits, I think, uh, is what what Dallas's quote is about. Is kind of in a sense um, forming some new ways of doing things. So, you know, um, I remember at 
at one point, uh, at one point I remember hearing a sermon or someone or a pastor or something kind of, kind of made, uh, made light of the fact of people praying before meals. Hmm. And, and now, and I think they were trying to say, well, if that's all you pray, then that's a bad thing. And, and okay, I get it. Um, but I think that's a great opportunity to pray right. whenever we have a meal to stop and say, this is a great opportunity. Absolutely. And, and all that is, if nothing else is, is a, is a habit. And, and I know, and sometimes, and I'm very guilty of this, I will pray. And it, once again, it, it doesn't really mean anything. Um, but I'd rather accidentally do that a few times and mean it for 60% of the time or something like yeah. that, right? Um, that would be great. And I'm, I'm just glad that it's a habit. I'm glad that my parents even drilled that habit into me. Mm -hmm. and, and I try to drill that into my, my kids. Yep. Um, so developing a habit around that. And I don't know what it is, you know, opening your car door. Um, I mean, you can, you can create a habit out of anything. Yeah, you um, could, you could, um, Use your phone, Use your right? Phone, yeah. Like the screensaver on your phone. Yes, you yes. Well, yeah, when we, uh, around the office uh, at times, we practice fixed hour of prayer. Um, and, and other times I've done this where I've just set uh, you know, an alarm on my watch. Yep. It just buzzes. Zzz, zzz, and then, you know, I go, ah. And, and, and I don't, often I'm in a meeting mm -hmm. and it's not like a stop and be quiet and no, go, go kneel. <laughs> you know, right. it's, it's nothing that's overly holy yeah. looking, right? No. At times not. it's just... And I don't even have to close my eyes, but God, you're here. I remember right. you. That's the key. That's the key. It breaks the rhythm of lack of awareness, yeah. right? And it, it just jars your mind to go, oh, God, yeah, God, you are here. You are here. Thank yeah. you. And it doesn't have to be, like you said, an extended, you know, 10 minutes. We don't have to face east. You don't have to be <laughs> on your face. You don't have to. Uh, but there is this. Um, we're going to build into the rhythm of our day mm -hmm. awareness because yeah. that's really important to us. We schedule the things that are important to us. Yes. We make space for the things that yes. are important to us. And I think, um, man, if, if we're willing to do that with pursuing God, I think yeah. what we'll find is that God is pursuing us. Yeah. I think that's what we'll find. I, that's what I've found yeah. is that, gosh, God, you, you meet me in my just meager attempts to meet with you. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I like that. I, that's a, I think that's a, that's just a, that's just a great point. And but. I would say too, one of the things we haven't talked about yet, like, or ways to do this, gosh, I just love, I love being outside. That's yeah. one of my favorite ways yeah. to be with God yep. is, and man, living here in San Diego and so many areas to hike and so many birds to look at and yes. just God's country to see here in California. <laughs> so go for this is where God dwells a little. Yeah, but I think for people to recognize <laughs> what their way is to, um, to interact yeah. with God. Yeah. There's a great book called um, ancient pathways, sacred yeah. pathways, ancient sacred, sacred pathways sacred. by yeah. Gary Thomas. Yeah. And he, he uh, outlines nine ways that people often interact with God and mm -hmm. meet with God. And they're all, you know, based on scripture, but one of those is nature, the naturalist, mm -hmm. you know? And so I would just encourage people to mm -hmm. figure out what, what a few of those ways are for you that you tend to hear God's voice, that you tend to, to meet with God in a, a way where there's less friction than some other ways. Yeah. And to do that. I, you know what? I think, I think this is a book. This needs to be a book that prayer doesn't have to be holy. Or something yeah, like that. Something like that. Like, yeah. Don't be holy when you pray. 
Right. I like that. I, Don't be good when you pray. Yeah, you you yeah, talked about that. Yeah, that was so good. I know that. Yeah. Um, this is part of what, what I, one of the challenges at the end was to pray as you are, um, not as you should be. Yes. That, that, uh, but give those three again, praise you are not as you should be to be a part of a community. Community. So yeah. Like encounter God through. It was, it was really a go, go where Jesus says he's going to be. Okay? Yeah. So Jesus identifies as, as the body of Christ or, you know, where two or more gathered there, I'll be with you. And so there's a withness in a sense. I mean, here's the thing. And I love C.S. Lewis says it this way, that, that, that the holiest thing you'll run into the holy thing you'll see in the world is is another human. Mm -hmm. There, the holiest thing you'll, your eyes will come in contact with in yeah. a sense. And so now, and then no mere mortals, no, exactly. And and in a sense, this is how God has designed it so that we experience Jesus in a in a in a greater way. Yeah, with people in each other, sure, in each other, yeah. and especially gathered in His name. And so, so church is a great thing. And so, so I talked about gathering um, is good, but then we also see him in the scattering. Yeah, we see we see Jesus as we go, and this this comes out of a parable in Matthew twenty five. I love this. I love this. Jesus talking about separating the sheep and the goat, and 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 he he says he tells them, you know, I you uh, you clothe me. And so you're, you know, he's a sheep. You're gonna go on my right side, right? This is the good, the good people. You clothed me, you fed me, right? And all these things. And and these these guys in the parable, they look back at Jesus, and say, "I don't remember doing that." When to did you. we do that? Yeah. When did we do that? And he says, "When you did it to the least of these brothers and sisters, when when you you help the poor, when you help the the you know the lost, those kind of when you did that, you did it to me." It's as if Jesus is saying that that that's where I am. And so you want, to, you want to be with me? Go go there. Mm -hmm. Go there. I, I love that. Yeah, I love that. That that's that it's not just because. And, and this is where, as Christians, I think it's easy for us to just be here mm -hmm. and just come to church. Um, and and really, I mean, yes, you're gonna you're gonna meet Jesus in a unique way there. But it, I think it's especially if that church is then committed to going out right. as well. And that's what that's what I know. We want this church to be. Oh my goodness! About, yes. Um, and then there was an invest, invest in relationship. Yeah. And, and that's, that was a long list of things. And we've been but talking about But the thing I wrote down was we need to go on more retreats. Oh, yeah, that's right. I know. <laughs> One of my, <laughs> I said, yeah, why did, why did kids get to go to camp? I'm like, that's an Enneagram 7 former <laughs> youth pastor coming straight at you. <laughs> uh, guilty, guilty. That's right. I did, uh, <laughs> I did say, I think that uh, <laughs> it's always kids getting to go to camp. What are, what are, when are we gonna have like camp for adults? I like where it. The kids stay home and work. No, it's not gonna work. I like. Way. I like that. But, I like it. It's a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> all right, all right. That's cool. Well, well, uh, you guys, this is fun. This is fun. Very fun. It's you know we and this is our prayer that uh, that because of all this, you really would uh, choose to invest in your relationship with Jesus. Uh, that you would you would tell him I'm. <laughs> I, I want to pursue you. Um, that this is what is really out of what Jesus has done for you. You mm -hmm. would, you would say, I, I, yeah. I want to pursue back. And, um, this is the way toward, uh, toward a, a better life. This is not just a way to be more spiritual. Um, and that's what, that's what this is all about. That's yeah. what we really want you to know. And so, uh, we pray you, you, you give it a shot, give it a try. 
and yeah. uh, check yeah, out that book. Out. Check out the way book. Yeah. Uh, look at the prayer of examine. And uh, if you try it, let us know what you think. Let mm -hmm. us know what you think. Remember, we mentioned prayer of examine, fixed hour prayer. You can just use your watch as many times during the day as you want to, just to jar your memory a little bit. Or maybe you spend some time in silence this week and solitude, just seeking the heart of your father. I love it. I love it. Trying as fast as I can to get the website up so I can share with you where you can get the Way Journal. I just got it. It's going to be close enough. The Way Booklet is about the first link on this page that I'm posting right now. All right, everybody. Well, with that, um, we really want you to, to experience all that Jesus has for you, to experience a life abundant. And thank you for joining us on this uh, this now 11th episode it's 11th of episode. the Vitology Podcast. Blessings, everybody. Take care. Grace and peace. We'll see you.